only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Holly, what do you think? Hollywood want Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood? <laughs> Hollywood like to... <laughs> Funny. Hollywood like to start the show. She says, hi, I'm Holly. I would like to start the show. That's how that interprets. So hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Father Knows Something. We have the stars of the show today. The talent is, of course, Holly, Justin, and then dear old dad. Yeah. So um, you want to tell us, oh, the socks? I don't, they're skeleton I'm not quite sure what they are. Can you tell? No. They're skulls. <laughs> They're skulls. Yeah. So we got some festive socks there. There are. They just, are. Just cause. But, and, but and, and we just got past Cinco de Mayo. Very nice. Mona Lisa. Check that out. Yeah, but she didn't go see the Mona Lisa. No. That really, I thought that was. These aren't from Morgan. Who are they from? They're from my mom. Uh, my mom was just at the Louvre. Was she there? Yeah. I don't know why Morgan didn't go. It, it, it Missed opportunity. Me. Yeah. All right, everybody. We're going to kick it off. And uh, we, how many? What's the theme tonight? Well, in honor of you leaving today. Yes. I found all stories from our friends in Australia. Uh, this is very good. So what's really interesting, we have done, this is like the third or the fourth show that we've pre-recorded, me being gone. So they have heard about this, you know, Sydney trip so much over the past couple of weeks. It only happened in the last two days. We've been filming. That's these. right. We've been backing these shows up back to back. So you wouldn't miss an episode. Yeah. So uh, let it rip. Number one. Hi, Jerry, Justin, and Morgan, all the way from a very small town in Melbourne, Australia. I love it. I'm needing some advice on growing up and having friendships seemingly go different ways. Me and all my friends are 21 female and have grown up together for at least 11 years. We spent all our time outside of school together and competed in the same sport together. Now that we are growing up, it's not the same anymore. There are five of us in the group and regularly... Three will hang out or go out together, excluding two of us, including me. Nowadays, it almost feels like a forced friendship. I feel left out and alone and feel like our priorities are different. I'm a full-time university student and an assistant manager at my workplace, so I'm often caught up with work, uni, or taking a breather. Three of the other girls do university and all of them work, but the three I mentioned before go out and party without an invite. I no longer drink alcohol, I don't smoke, and I don't vape. They call me boring and not fun, but I do enjoy it and have other health issues that makes it difficult for me to go out to eat at restaurants. 
annoying intolerances to food. Anyways, tonight I heard two of these three girls chatting, saying they want to go out to the club and party, but they'll do it next weekend. I was right next to them and started to walk away until they said, are you coming? My issue is I feel like I'm either excluded or forced to come. When they do ask me though, and I say no, often because I start work at 6am most days, they just give me a sloppy ah and don't really care. How can I make this friendship still feel like it has a connection even when we're all in different places with our lives? I don't really have any other friends and feel like I'll be lonely if I cut them off. Well, you don't have to cut them off. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, like I have kids I grew up with over years and I may have not have talked to them, you know, talked to them, you know, for years. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I'm, I don't think about them. I'm not interested in, in knowing how they are. You don't have to, you know, really go out with them and party with them consistently to have that friendship. That's not the prerequisite. The prerequisite of a friendship is that, you know, you guys can reach, pick up the phone and say, hey, let's go to lunch or let's just talk. I miss you and just kind of see how they are and say, how are you doing? And have a conversation on the phone. The expectation to go out and a friendship is based around going to drink and vape is not a friendship that is really made of of caring. Yeah. It's, there's no depth there. That's just a party friendship. That's true. I mean, that might just be where it gets exposed the most or it feels the most like this, you know, where it's like, well, we're in two different stages because I have to get up early. I'm not going to stay up and ruin my day. But now it seems they're drifting apart because of it. Well, the expectation that 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 was once there or the relationship that was there is now going through a metamorphosis. It's just changing. Yeah. So I would just, you know, kind of lighten up a little bit and don't have a heavy expectation on anything. If you guys want to go out and you know say, look, you know, I know you guys like to party. I can't do that anymore. I mean, I, I got to be at work at 6.30. And it, I mean, I'd love to, I know this might sound corny, but I'd love to go out and have lunch. Yeah. I'd love to go out and just go to the beach. Change the dynamic of that friendship. You know, you guys used to be ath athletes together. You had the fun of getting up, going on the field or going in the pool or going on the track or wherever, whatever you guys did or skate. I, I, I don't know what your, your yeah. sport was, but whatever, that was your common bond that you girls used to, you know, hone yourselves and perfect yourselves or what your skills were. And, you know, it's your, your love for one another really hasn't changed. It's just the dynamic and how you interpret that, those relationships. So I would remove the expectation that we have to go out to be friends. Right. And they have to ask me to go out to be friends. Just, you know, say, look, you know, I understand you guys like to go out. I can't do it anymore. But that doesn't mean I don't want to be your friend. Right. And that doesn't mean I don't want to be close to you. And that doesn't mean I don't, that I don't care. And I don't, and that also doesn't mean I don't feel sad when I can't go with you or when I'm not even asked. But I'm letting you know, I can't because of this, but and you, if you open that dialogue, all of a sudden it takes a paradigm shift. And I would work on that paradigm shift. Yeah, I think that's the perfect way to do it because even the ideal outcome, I want to have a connection but not feel left out mm -hmm. or forced to come out when I don't enjoy it. I can afford to lose these friends, but I feel like the connection is worth chasing. And so with that, it's, it's, it's just find different ways yeah. to continue that connection. Yeah, and I'm sorry, and I'm sorry that I'm not going to be in your town. That would have been fun. 
Not going to Melbourne. Not going to Melbourne. Melbourne's Mel- Melbourne. Awesome. Is that Melbourne or Melbourne? Melbourne? Melbourne, if you're yeah. if you don't know what you're saying. Melbourne, if you're like if you're an Aussie. If you know. If you're an Aussie, it's Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne. So you can you speak with when you read these, can you add the Aussie language? Well, I just I did. mean I mean the no, I mean Oh when, the accent? Yeah. Can no. you do the whole accent no. as we're doing this? No. <laughs> so disappointing. All, All right. right. Just, next one. Well, just one oh, final one part. The, yeah. Anything else I just want to add. Uh, partying is a big part of the culture in my town. The nightclubs are always jam-packed and drinking is also very big here. I also am very self-conscious and prefer to spend my time in the gym and work on myself to better myself or be at home alone. I don't like to be lonely. I just like my space. Mm-hmm. Also, we catch up once a month or so as a whole group. And so the catching up as a group is great. Mm-hmm. But moving forward, let's take individuals or two people or one, you know, however I, I parts th- of the group and go out, not go out, but go to lunch, mm-hmm. watch a movie together. And you don't gonna, even have to go out. And by going to the gym and doing what you're doing, you're going to meet new people that like doing the things you like to do and not, are not the partiers, but are people that are taking different, different facets of their life. You, you're not limited to these, to these girls. I'm not saying to exclude them. Yeah. from your life. I'm always saying to keep them inclusive because you have so much history. Right. But the fact that you're doing whole new things, you are going to have other people show up in your life, open your eyes and see who's out there and accept and see what you, because you're going to find some, a whole different type of friendships that, because as you are changing and you are growing, they may not be changing. They may not be growing. That's true. And rather than suffering with with, with thinking that there's no one else out there that will grow with you, you will, your, your, your whole nature will find these other people that are, are yet destined in front of you that the universe is going to bring you that you have not met yet. So keep your eyes peeled. And I don't just mean, and I don't mean on a romantic basis. I mean, you're going to meet friends. Right. And that you're going to have a good time with. Yeah. Okay. Number, All right. Number what? Dos. Dos. Hi, Jerry, Justin, and Morgan. I am 22 female from Sydney, Australia. That's where I'm going. <laughs> By the time you hear this, I will been there and been gone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I need some advice on how to deal with my dad. I feel he doesn't respect me and my older brother on our decisions in Judaism. He has always put heaps of pressure on us about being Jewish, the festivals, and taking part. My father did it in a way that was forceful and not enjoyable. We weren't religious, but then became religious for a few to several years and now back to not being. I was six when we became religious and never really liked it. Overnight, we went from having what every other kid had to not being able to have barely anything. We also originally lived in New Zealand where being kosher is really hard. When we moved to Australia, it was hard on me. And so I at eight, snuck in unkosher food into the house and ate it in private. Ooh, so sneaky. (laughs) This started my unhealthy relationship with food. I was having a really hard time moving to another country and schools and while being sneaky and eating junk food helped. Anyways, as you can tell, I've never liked being kosher. I don't mind being kosher in the house for my dad's sake, But what I hate is him controlling what I eat when we go out and about. Mm -hmm. Like I get sick of the same vegetarian meals that are offered. We're going to Europe to see my family at the end of the year. And I've informed my mom to tell my dad I won't allow his crap on what I can and can't eat. 
My brother and I eating unkosher is seen as disrespectful to him. My brother and I wanting to miss Shabbat dinner or the second night of a festival is disrespectful as well as anything else that we don't want to do. We are proud Jews, but hate the forcefulness my dad puts on us. He was upset when my brother dated a non-Jew. I just can't stand the control of what he's trying to do. Now that we are adults, I would have thought he would have stopped his controlling games on us. Like he controlled and changed our childhood suddenly where we missed out on things as we were religious. I've had fights with him about this and get emotional too, but he just won't talk to me after the fight for sometimes a week. He won't listen and doesn't understand. He was never brought up, forced to eat or do what he wanted in his 20s by his parents. I just want him to accept us on how we practice our religion. He caused a lot of damage when we were kids too around religion, but I'm over the guilt trips and everything. He controls the whole family around religion and it's very suffocating. By the way, everyone else in the family for years has bought my brother and I unkosher food without his knowledge as everyone doesn't want to upset him. But I'm tired of that type of crap. Also, my mom eats unkosher as well behind his back. My ideal outcome is for my father to respect me as an adult and stop treating me as a kid that he thinks he can control. Our relationship has never been close, so if he respects me more, I feel it would help our relationship. Any advice? Wow. <laughs> they always say, um, don't worry about the holy wars uh, because you know, the Jews will kill themselves off <laughs> between, all, between the inner fighting on, on how to practice our religion. You know, we have different levels or categories of where we are in our, and how we practice our religion. We have the reform movement. We have the conservative movement, the orthodox movement, the modern orthodox movement, the um, retro, um, brain fart, sorry. Um, it will come back to me, but it's, it's yeah. somewhere between the, the reformists of, uh, of reform and of um, reconstructionists, the reconstructionists. Got it. There's all this different stuff. You know, your dad is obviously programmed and, and and wants to hold on to uh, Topol's beautiful singing of the song uh, tradition. And, you know, you get involved into the, the Chabad's and the Hasidics, and it's not that they don't, they don't speak English or a different language. They are determined to protect the, the ideology, every, every aspect of Judaism mm -hmm. to the T because they don't want to dilute it. Right. And it's all about dilution. I'm, a, I'm, I'm personally a, a down the middle of the road. You, you, you live in our home half the time you're there. You don't see we have a kosher home. I'm not saying to have not have a kosher home is right. I'm not saying to have a kosher home is wrong. Right. I'm saying it's whatever makes that person comfortable. There, there are so many different descriptions from rabbis on how to practice Judaism. So am I going to tell you and your, and your better off your father, how to practice religion? I, I'd be hypocrite because right. I'm like you, the writer. Mm -hmm. I'm not like your father, but you know, I'm 65 years old and I would love it if I had this two months ago where I could have said, come down and, and meet me. Cause I'm going to be at your, probably your local synagogue doing some work. 
And I ended up, I grew up non-religious. My parents were every day living the temple and volunteering. And I grew up repelling temple. I didn't want to go to Hebrew school. I, yeah. I didn't read Hebrew. I didn't learn about anything. And I laugh today because I'm in the business of Judaism Yeah, in a different way as an artist. Mm-hmm. I, I laugh as I would go to temple um, executive director and rabbi, you know, international conferences. And I would say, it's okay. You know, God's t- God got even with me. Hashem got even with me. I want, never wanted to go, and now he's making me spend my life at temples every day. Boy, did, 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 I, did I get the, you know, the, the real end of this <laughs> yeah. thing. So, you know, it's, we all feel it our own way. I mean, I dated non-Jewish girls, and my grandmother was very uh, forward-thinking. She says, I don't care who, who what, when, where you, you marry, as long as you have a meeting of the minds. Yeah. You know, when I started dating again after Morgan's mom, uh, and I ran into a woman that was of, of my faith, that mm-hmm. was Jewish, and actually came from my era and my town, because I dated everybody from all over the all over the place. I yeah. mean, no one from LA. I mean, I was dating Kentucky, Minnesota, New York, Toronto. Yeah. You name it, I was there. <laughs> it, it's really interesting that when I was with her. I felt a whole different level when we would go on a date and we would go by an old restaurant that's no longer there called Kelbo in Los Angeles. They had a fire truck. And we were talking about Kelbos. It reached me that I go, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. Because I was within my own. Yeah. That I mean, comfort any, zone. any sort of having a lot in common at the beginning helps no and, matter what it is. But I will, I honestly would tell you that I understand your dad and I understand you. And I had a very controlling father, um, difficult to say the least. Mm-hmm. I had a mother that was very broad in her thinking as, as her mother was. Yep. And, and then I have friends of mine that were raised with their grandmothers that, you know, they came from the old country and they, they went through the Holocaust and they saw, you know, most of our, of our people being uh, extinguished. And because of just that, they said we we can't dishonor them. They held they held their star true. Right. And wh- who are we to spit in 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 their yeah you know in their memory? So I get all that. So I'm not telling you at all to you know how to conduct your life. I I do believe that um, you have to be comfortable within yourself, whatever you're going to do. And let me tell you, I, I hate I, I don't want I'm not again laugh anybody, but I don't keep kosher and I enjoy all foods, mm-hmm. but I do know that some of the kosher foods and the, the dietary laws were really made for health. I don't eat pork and I don't eat pork because of the dietary, of, because of what, you know, your, your body doesn't digest pork meat well. And that's why I don't go near it. Yeah. And I said, there was a lot of wisdom in, in the Jewish dietary laws. They really were a lot of wisdoms. Um, so that would be any the only reason why I would start saying, you know, back away from it if you don't want it. I mean, but I like a cheeseburger. Yeah. But I don't eat meat very often. I eat fish. So really it's about finding balance in what makes you happy. Yeah. And you're going to, and, and yeah, you can probably have a good luck having a talk with your dad to say, dad, I love you so much, but you got to back off on this. I'm, I am Jewish. 
I am Jewish in my heart. I am Jewish in my soul. And you don't have to worry about that. But my dietary things, I, you know, I live in the 21st century. And I just have a different uh, take on all this and, and, mm -hmm. what, and what I'm willing to go with. And our religion, our people are migrating to a new, everything changes. The Torah, as much as we don't want to think that the Torah changed, it, look, we, we had all kinds of different books that would come out afterwards that would talk about progression. I, I'm not knowledgeable enough yeah. to really start right. spewing yeah. religion because that's just not my forte. I'm an artist. But it will be certainly if you have the conversation with your dad and maybe a rabbi that he could, you know, that can help him understand where you are. Yeah. Uh, that might help. Not that you need that rabbi, but might help your dad to to balance out a little bit. Yeah. And I wish I can, you know, can certainly recommend people to, to, to listen to or talk to. But I know that David Wolpe has written a lot of stuff about you know, progression and how yeah. we, you know, how we change in our, our religion and what is, what, who we are, where we go. He was certainly one of the, uh, the prime leaders in the um, union of conservative Judaism. He, he, he's, he's, he's written worldwide. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that will reach your dad because he's a conservative rabbi. He's not an Orthodox rabbi. And your dad yeah. may not digest with that. I know Chabad has really interesting thoughts in, uh, about Judaism and progression in Judaism. Yeah. Very interesting. So I wish you luck in trying to get to the relationship with your dad to break the wall where you guys can at least agree that you love one another, agree that you love Judaism, but the way that you practice it might be a little bit different, but that does not change your soul or who you are. And that's really what this is. You got to get down to the raw basics. It's really about, you know, who I am in my soul, what yeah. I feel. And yeah. that may not be enough for your dad. I, I I can't tell you the way he thinks. Yeah. It's a tricky one for sure. I mean, he could be, he could be at the temple that I'm going to tonight or tomorrow. And when he finally realizes, you know, in four weeks when this thing comes out, uh, it might be an interesting flare up. I, I have no idea, but interesting that Justin found you in this. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, let us know how you, how you are and stay in touch. Yeah. Uh, number. Uh, this is two, I think. Isn't no, it? three. This is number. <laughs> that one blew me over. Number three. <laughs> wow. I, female, twenty nine, moved from my home country, Australia, mm -hmm. to Japan in twenty eighteen. And initially, I was too excited about my new adventures to even think about missing my family or home. I had plans to visit home for the first time since I moved in March 2020, but had to cancel my trip due to COVID. Japan then shut its borders for two and a half years, and I was resigned to FaceTiming my family occasionally and keeping up to date on their happenings via the Facebook group chat. Mm -hmm. In July 2020, I met my boyfriend and we moved in together within a few months. It's been two and a half years, and he's been nothing short of loving, supportive, kind, and gentle, even with the language barrier. When we met, we barely spoke each other's languages, but I've since put in a lot of hard work and time to learn Japanese to a point where we can speak conversationally. He owns a small business, and he's incredibly driven and hardworking, but Japan's work culture is really tough, so he feels guilty taking time off, which he believes means letting his clients down. In December 2022, 
I was finally able to go home for Christmas. It was my first time going home since I left Australia just over four years ago. I immediately remembered how laid back and easy the Australian lifestyle is, and I really enjoyed my two weeks of catching up with family, friends, and eating good food. I realized then that I wouldn't live in Japan long term, like I had envisioned during COVID. I've decided I want to move back to Australia eventually. When I came back to Japan, I immediately felt this intense homesickness. I was depressed, crying constantly, and wanted to go back. My boyfriend tried to comfort me, but I could see he was growing worried. I told him I want to move to Australia eventually, but he was hesitant, and in the end, he told me he wasn't sure he wanted to. This made me really question our relationship. He is the all caps best person I've ever met. And this is the first relationship I've been in in a while where I felt safe, stable, and unconditionally loved. But since coming back, I'm just not feeling as in love with him as before. I'm not sure if this is the homesickness clouding my judgment or if this is a sign that our relationship is over. I truly don't want to break up with him and I'm trying to keep the relationship going but I'm doing him a major disservice by keeping him at arm's length and not being as affectionate as I used to be. He deserves so much more, but I'm not ready to lose him. My ideal outcome, I would love to be able to travel back and forth between Japan and Australia throughout the year. I want to stay in this relationship, but I also want to be around my family too. What are your thoughts? You may not like my thoughts. <laughs> I know, but sometimes. Um... You know, you obviously, when I, when I think to myself, when you're unable to give yourself anymore and you start to put up a wall and it's already a lie because you're not being totally direct with him hundred percent to let him have the, the ability of trying to deal with the problem that's really at hand. You're barrier, you, you really are burying it. Yeah. And it's not letting this thing happen organically. So rather than keep the secret that you're trying to see how you can handle it, you need to be, if it's a we, we have to handle it. Right. So I would go be very, look, you can say, you know, this whole trip has questioned my commitment to what I want here. And, you know, I definitely know right now myself that I want to be back in, 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 in Australia. And you're welcome to come with me and we can give it a try there. But we are not married. I do love you. I do want to, I do, I've enjoyed my two and a half years. I've grown. I've met a man that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And even if you broke up today, you have had the experience of being with someone that you have learned so much of what you are looking for in a man that maybe you might find the next person that if this guy is 98% there, you may find the hundred percent guy, and and, yeah, and maybe those num- maybe those numbers aren't fair, but the idea is is that when it really is meant to be, it's gonna it both of you are gonna look up and say, hey, let's go. Mm-hmm. He's gonna feel you. He's going to digest that this is something that you need, and he is gonna take this life experience and experience it with you. Right. And it's not the fact that you have to go and I'm going to be here and come back and see me every three, you know, two and a half months right. back and forth. It, it's going to be fulfilling all the way around. So I always use this expression in my own brain. When you start keeping score, game over. 
Yeah, and the the average flight time from Japan to Australia is eight hours and twenty one minutes. Oh, it's not around the corner. No, it's like north to south. It's not easy. That would be um, that is that is a long long you know, distance relationship. It's interesting for sure. between this story and the other story because everywhere in the stories, I'm hearing the word culture. Yeah, I mean, you're always going to gravitate to where you grew up. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to gravitate to that lifestyle because that's what you're raised in. That's, that's kind of part of your, that, that's your, that's your emotional DNA. Yeah, it's, and that, that's what happened when I went out with Jill, with the, what, that was the name of the woman that I, that I came after that really, I got, got a, a heartfelt connection with mm-hmm. after for so many years being away from my religion, my culture, my town, something happened within that relationship that it all went like this. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I've been in relationships prior to that. I never thought I'd ever find someone I'd love more than that person at that time that I was with. Right. But you do. Yeah. You know, we have a long life. We we certainly do find people that we're able to love as much or not more or differently than that other person. But we certainly take the experience from that last relationship and we say, I love this about that. And, and you start gravitating to people that can do that. Or you say that was bad and you immediately repel that person you know that type of person because you've grown from that yeah. from that last negative relationship you never go back to it i mean you meet somebody and you go wow this person is really awesome sexy good blah, blah blah and you go holy shit it's that same bam and and it doesn't matter what they are the this this image of who they are literally gets repainted yeah and you you can literally walk away with freedom yeah so it's interesting to see how this you know, changes is, you know, you go through changes and experiences in your life. I mean, I was almost in this situation with Morgan. And how was that? Early on. I remember we were in an Uber. I don't remember how long. It was probably a few months in mm-hmm. or maybe a little more. And she was talking to the Uber driver and she's like, yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm just going to finish up grad school and then I'm probably head back out to Minnesota and move mm-hmm. back home. Mm-hmm. And I don't know really how many discussions we had had about anything like that at that point, because it was so early. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember that feeling of almost being in this mm-hmm. situation. And I mean, I wouldn't have been able to go back. So I would have been here, she would have moved and that probably would have been the end of it. Eventually, obviously we all ended up just being here, but I almost was in this position. Yeah, it, it happened. I've been in this position. Yeah. I have absolutely been here. I've had long distances. I've been all the way around the block with everything. But, you know, it's, but what she's going through that is that pull away. That is a tale that you got to really recognize it. And it's handwriting on the wall in a lot of ways. So she's going to, if she's open and honest with him about it and they can deal with it, they'll have a chance. If she doesn't, it's going to turn into bitterness. Yep, that's key. And that's going to be a bigger problem. So we wish you luck. Let us know what you think. And uh, look, look, my my vision on this is simply an opinion. Yeah. I'm certainly not a clairvoyant. It's just my experiences in life, which, what ends up happening. And the one thing you do not want to do is end up being bitter. Yeah. So, you know, you, you got in prison for two and a half years. You certainly made... Uh, a great relationship out of it. And both of you have grown f- apparently from it. If you continue to grow together and have a life together, bless you. And if you don't, you have to also respect each other to say, 
we really did something great here and you're special to me. Yeah. But, and then you may, if you do go back, you may find out later that one of you can't, can't deal with it. And both of you say, we got to come to a solution. You never know what happens later. That's true. You know, those stories are not written right off the bat. They, mm-hmm. they get written later. Well, and if you want to go back that bad, that's your calling and he wants to stay. You know, sometimes- We'll see what it sometimes is. Sometimes life makes decisions for you. It does. I think we're going to move on to number- Yes. Four. Four. Let's go. Hi, Jerry, Justin, Morgan, and Holly. She's she's hiding out- barely. She's somewhere. <laughs> she's hiding out behind the chair. I'm writing in because I need some advice about what to do with my long distance partner. First of all, I'd like to share that I actually sent you a write-in last year before I went overseas. I believe I mentioned in the story that I was about to go to England to work. The story was about my parents and their divorce. Well, while I was away, I met someone and he's magnificent. He's 21 from England and I'm 20 female from Australia. The second I met him on that very first day at work, I swear I fell in love. I was convinced he was my soulmate and we were inseparable after that. We traveled England together, then ended up going to Paris, Greece, and Italy together too. We started officially dating and I went back home after four months. He came to visit me over the Christmas holidays and met my family. Things went perfectly. We are now back to long distance while we study, but I plan on going back to England to work again and be with him in June. Our long distance is going pretty well. We FaceTime every day and send each other little gifts to make each other smile. We are missing each other a lot though. Long distance is hard. I will be going back in June and we will be in England till January. Then he plans on getting a visa and coming to work slash live here. He's got a real big travel bug like me and says he wants to live in Australia for something different. This is also so I can finish my degree and we can be together. His family is very supportive of this decision, which I appreciate. The issue I'm having is that my family are telling me their concerns about being with someone who lives overseas. The reason is, in the future, if he stays in Australia, it would be for me because I told him I want to raise my children here with my family close by. I know we are only young, but I do understand why my family is concerned about this because they know how guilty I would feel forever that he lives away from his family. And what if we end up divorced or something later down the line and he can't go and live back in England because he has children in Australia with me? Like I said, I know we are young, but I'm convinced I will be with this man forever. What do you think? Um, I'm not as feared as your parents are. And I've done this. I don't know if your parents ever had a relationship where they one left their home for a different home. You know, I have scuttlebutt around the world a few times. And look, I met Morgan's mom in Minnesota. I was from Los Angeles. Yeah. And I pretty much moved to Minnesota, not for her, but for work. Eventually, I moved back to L.A. We didn't work out. I, I was still in Minnesota for years after we didn't work out. Yeah. And then finally, I just said, you know, I work and whatever else was going on, I, I have no options. I need to go start making a living. And what, my new job wasn't, wasn't real popular in Duluth, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, there was never any regret 
on what I did with my life. And it'll never be, if, if he makes this choice and he's making the choice to go follow, you know, to go, go to Australia, this is about life between you and him and where you guys decide to do it. Mm-hmm. And it changes the dynamic as you, you, as you have this couple, you, you know, this nucleus that now is a whole new thing that's growing. Yep. And that nucleus is your relationship. So it can really, um, it's nice to be with your family. I lived away from my family for 25 years and I'm back in LA. Yep. And I, we have, you know, parties and stuff and we'll get together. But our daily life doesn't need to revolve around each other. My sisters, who I love, and my brother, who I love, they have their their kids and their their you know their their immediate new kingdom. Yeah. So Sunday show up. My brother doesn't come to my house. My brother goes to his son, where they see their grandchildren and they indulge in soccer. I I'm here on a you know on a Sunday with you doing a a, a show. Um, my sister's with her spouse doing their thing, her wife doing their thing. Yep. Um, everyone is doing their thing, but yeah, we, but if I lived out, if I lived somewhere else, could I come in for those events? Absolutely. So, you know, it's, and, and trust me, I understand flying from England to Australia is not an easy, an easy gig. It's, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's not like when we go to uh, San Francisco or we go to New York, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, but Needless to say, if he chooses to do this, he'll make that decision. If you choose chose to do it, you're making that decision. I think what you guys have done thus far and the way you've approached it, I think it's it's amazing. It's healthy. I'm not going to challenge your relationship and challenge your love and challenge your connection yeah. and say, gee, gee, you know, just as easy to go find somebody else. You you found someone special. There's no reason to cast that adrift if you're fulfilled. Yeah. And it sounds like you guys are certainly going through some, you know, distant issues and missing each other, but there's nothing wrong. It just, you know, just, you know, makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. Well, and also you have time too. Um, you, unless you want to have kids right now, you can have them come out to Australia for a couple of years, see how it goes and just see how things evolve. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a, a you're real, I think this is healthy the way you're doing it and it's going organically and yeah. no one's pressing anything. Phone sex is great. But, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why, what, what else you, I mean, it's not the same thing as the real stuff, but. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she's definitely a planner, right? You want to have is. it figured out and make sure you're not, you know, hurting someone by making these decisions. But really, I think just, go for it because the plan going forward so far, he has an interest in coming out. It sounds really good. Yeah. I, I understand your parents' concern and they're probably, you know, saying, gee, we got to be really careful that he's not bitter that you made him move and now he's ruined his life. This is his decision. He's a big guy. You're not, you're not, as much as you might think he is a kid, he's not a kid. He's a young man. Yeah. And things may work out great or not work out before you have kids. Yep. And then it just kind of, Works itself out. This is called, you know, just, you know, growing together, building together. This is a together thing. This is, this is the relationships I like to hear about. Yeah. Where you're growing together and it, it's challenging. Don't, the best relationships aren't easy sometimes. Yeah. They're challenging. I mean, you and Morgan have a great relationship, but you guys have your challenges. Yeah. I'm sure you do. So it's like, don't think, just do. Yeah. For now. Maverick. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. 
Okay. Uh, now we're going to move on to number... The finale. The grand finale. First sentence. Yes. Hello, beautiful people. Sending love from Australia. I can't wait to meet you guys in person. So obsessed with the FKS pod and you guys have the best energies to listen to. So the issue I'm having is deciding if I would like to meet my father at the end of the year. I'm moving to Canada for five months at the end of the year, and that is when I would meet him if I do. I'm going to add a fair bit of context that you guys get the full picture because I'm absolutely lost with what to do. My parents separated when I was six. I'm 25 now. They separated as he was a serial cheater and was just generally a shitty husband. He literally said to my mom once that he wouldn't cheat if she got a boob job. Anyway, when they divorced, he decided to move across the world to be with his high school sweetheart in North America and completely left me and my two younger brothers with no child support for my mom and just ghosted. I haven't seen him since. Just so Jerry and co can get a bit of context on what kind of dad he is. He's a textbook narcissist. Everything he does is someone else's fault. He can be the best fun dad and then a massive asshole the next. He never came to the birth of my youngest brother as he was away with his mistress on a getaway and didn't see his birth as a priority. He has several times dangled the carrot of flying me to his city to meet him and his new family. He has two kids with his wife, but then suddenly dodges all my logistical questions and stops replying. He did this three times in my teenage years, and I'm sure you can see how damaging it was for me to be abandoned over and over again. Yes, I can. Anyway, it took me years to realize just how bad his behavior was and the amount of damage it left on me. I'm a habitual people pleaser. I have abandonment issues. Shouting usually is a massive trigger for me. I'm very stubborn, but at the same time, I seek approval from people. More importantly, I hate the idea of me causing people pain, even if I don't like the person, hence why I'm writing in. So last year I told him I was setting a boundary and I didn't want him to contact me until I told him otherwise. This was mainly because before I made this boundary, he asked if my little half-sister, 10-year-old, could text me on her phone to get to know me. And I said, sure, but then found out it was actually my bio dad messaging me with her phone to find out things about my family. This was the last straw and the boundary was set. During the visa process, I needed some information from him that my mom didn't know, so I had to reach out, and now he's aware that I applied for a visa to his country. He took this opportunity to drop hints that I should stay in his province as I want to work the ski season, but I'm already set on the neighboring province, so there was no persuading me. I'm also traveling with my boyfriend of nine years and a handful of friends, so it's not like I call all the shots on this trip. He's been asking for updates because I'm sure he thinks I'm coming to Canada. He's going to get to meet me, but I'm not sure if that's what I want. He hurt me in so many ways and I work so hard to move on. What I need some advice on is if I should meet him and if I meet him, what about my half siblings? Should I meet them too? Will I regret not meeting him? I'm so confused. He's been the cause of so many traumas that I work so hard on fixing. I'm strong, but I know when I see him, I will bawl my eyes out. I don't know if I can handle it. Originally, I just wanted to go to Canada and decided when I got there because he wasn't supposed to know, but he knows now and I need to plan. He's going to ask more questions. He'll want to know where I'm flying in. He'll want to meet me. I just don't know what I want or need. Any advice would help me. Wow. You are in 
let's let's just kind of take this thing step by step. And if people are watching my 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 body language as I'm listening into this, is because I can feel your intrepidation, if that is the right word. You you definitely do not go to his province. You you're going with your boyfriend, your friends. You have a purpose. Yep. This guy has done nothing to earn you to go do one rain dance for him. He wants to rain dance with you. You got to hold, you got to be on in your, in, in your quarter, your comfort zone where you are at. And you can, if you want to invite him into it, you can. I want to say one thing about your half siblings. They're innocent to this. They had nothing to do with this guy's behavior. And they've had to live with this guy for all these years. And because, you know, whatever he, you know, why he got involved with your mom when he was, maybe he was still in love with this woman back in, you know, the, the Americas. Yeah. And it was just the wrong marriage to get involved in. And he, and he found a way out. Maybe he did you all a favor because he really wasn't in love with your mom. His behavior is, is, is definitely made, made her nothing more than an instrument when he said, go get a boob job. That is the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. Yeah. So we already know that he, we, we, all, we, all, we all know who he is. We'll just say that. There is something in you that wants to meet this guy, I feel. And then there's a, the other side. You say, this guy doesn't deserve to meet me. Right. This is all you. This is only the only one that I'm interested in and who's satisfied with whatever goes on here is you. I could give a shit about him. He, he, blew, that, he blew that boat a long, long time ago. Yes. But you also have to know that you're comfortable in whatever it is. The fact that you have your boyfriend with you if he doesn't know it, you got. I'll let you know in case you're not able to articulate this. You're going to have a really tough week with this whole thing. I've been through this with 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 people I've dated. Mm-hmm. They've gone back where they've had these relationships with with abandonment with their father, and all of a sudden the guy's in and they're all over the place. Right. It is. It is. It is a can of worms. It it's up to you if you can really emotionally handle this can of worms and what you're trying to achieve. It, you don't need his acceptance. Right. He doesn't, he has, as far as I'm concerned, he's unworthy of, even if he gives you his acceptance, it means nothing to me because he doesn't know how to make a good decision in the first place. If it didn't work out for your mom, that was okay. He could have found a, a, the right way of, of exiting that relationship, but he literally turned his back on you and your siblings. Yeah. What happened with your mom and him, I, I, I'm not going to uh, go anywhere near that, that, that relationship. But what happened with you guys, absolutely, he should be shot. And now he, need, he should have gotten on a plane and come to see you 50 times already. Yeah. Not, not wait for you to say, gee, I'm going to come to, uh, to Canada. Now it's easy for me. Yeah, it's no big deal. She'll come to my town. I'll meet my daughter. She'll right. see if she's cool and I'll show her how cool I am. And we're going to have this great relationship. He's, he's in fairy tale land. Yeah. You got a lot of, you got a lot of heartbreak and a lot of, a lot of disconnection wires. And I feel all those wires. Yeah. So if you want to connect anything to see what this guy is to validate who he is just by, on a visual, you can allow him to come to your town. And if his name is Dick, you can certainly say, hello, Richard. Not dad. Cause he isn't dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. I feel like 
you won't really know until you're there. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily need to be this big planned out thing. I mean, if you have the desire or the inkling or just that what if, because I always talk about the what ifs. Mm -hmm. If you're always going to be like, well, what if I would have just said hi, saw him for, you know, whatever you want to make it, a quick coffee or whatever. I got a question for you. I got to stop you before I forget this thought. Otherwise I'm going to lose it. Um, do you think it's important that she has to go put on her Sunday clothes and go make a nice dinner for him to go cater to him? No, but I, my thought is it's really just, it can be spur of the moment, but I guess it also should be well thought out on your end. Um, cause I don't know how it, it could be very triggering. It could have some effect on you emotionally going forward, but in, in the reality, if it, if it is a very negative experience, mm-hmm you're still going to go back home and you can ignore him forever. And then at least you did meet or Mm -hmm. if it's, I mean, it's, it's such, this is like a gut decision. This is it. You're going to feel it within yourself. No one can tell you like, yes, you should go do this or you shouldn't. I think the ramification, the really all that someone can tell you is like, help you deal with how you approach it. But I I, I want to say one thing, don't go into this looking for his acceptance. And it's got to be all for you, th- whatever that, it is. That was where I was going yeah. with this. Don't put on this big dinner. Don't try to get him to come in. Oh, wow. I, this is not about you striving for his, his acceptance means nothing. Yeah. And don't buy it. Don't, don't put pressure. I just wanted him to accept me. Fuck him. I, I, am, I am angry at, at whatever this thing could be. So be very careful that you put yourself in a place that this is about to see, you want to see who he is? Go see, but keep it real. Yeah. Keep it really, really real. And far as your siblings go, if, if, if they do ever get involved, you're welcome to know who your siblings are. They're a part of, you know, it, you all had to deal with this guy at the yeah. end of the day. Um, so I, until they prove themselves that they're jerks, you know, I would just, you know, cut everybody a little slack, but he, Man, I got, it's not about him accepting you. You're going to have to really decide if you even like this guy. Right. And you want him in your life for any reason, because let me tell you, I have an issue and I'm just sitting here. Yeah. And I'm in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, I know. So self-protect. Yeah. Okay, we got to run to group therapy. So send us off. Well, everybody, this was a, a really good show. and Australia. Justin, you did great. Thank you. <laughs> And uh, how to get you ready for the trip? Uh, and I have two trips for Australia. One, I will actually, by the time they be, they'll be hearing this, I'll probably be going back for a second trip. Wow. Again, thank you very much. And I'm glad we did the show today. And I'll see you next week. Yes. Ciao. We're going to go to group therapy now. So if you're not on Patreon, certainly jump on Patreon so we can do voice to voice, face to face over uh, a, a computer screen. We can see everybody. Bye.